Hey there, I've got five brilliant tips for you today to start living your dream lifestyle. If that sounds too good to be true, then stick with me. I'm Natalie Sisson, the host of the Life Pilot podcast, where we're all about turning your dreams into reality one day at a time. Is this going to take work? Sure, but it's going to be the best investment you have ever made in yourself and your life. And every single other person around you is going to benefit when you start living a life that you have designed and truly wish to be living. Because we don't need to be living a version of any other life than the one that we want. Yet, every single day, I see people just going through the motions, getting up, doing the thing, and not paying any attention to how they truly feel about that or what they really, really desire. It's as if some people have given up on what is truly important to them and what's possible for them to have. And here on this podcast, we ain't taking any of that. We are going after the life that we want. Why? Because you will just be the best possible version of yourself. You will be so much happier. You'll be able to achieve all these awesome things that you've always had in the back of your mind or maybe on an amazing bucket list or a vision board that's you know you need to dust off because I want to make this happen for you. And I've got the tools and the know-how and the experience and the examples and basically the motivation to help you do this. So if you need some support along the way, I'm your girl and this is the place to be. And today, the five tips that I want to talk to you about are all pretty straightforward, but they do sort of have to go in order for you to make it happen. Now, if you listen to my very first episode of the Life Pilot podcast, it was all about why you're not living the life you want. And I talked about the perfect day exercise, which is just brilliant. And I am so excited if you have tried it out. If you have not listened to that episode, head to lifepilot.co forward slash zero zero one. There is a free download of the perfect day exercise in there. I encourage you wholeheartedly to grab it, take half an hour out of your day and write up your perfect day, because that is tip number one to living your dream lifestyle. And that tip is define your dream lifestyle. Now in this perfect day exercise, I was literally just getting you to define your perfect day. That is who you want to hang out with, what you'd be doing, how you want to feel, all those things for that day. But imagine if you could extend this out across your entire lifetime. So this tip is all about being really clear on what's the work that you want to be doing. Do you want to have your own business? Do you want to have a certain type of job? Who do you want to hang out with? Like within your current friendship circle, are those the people that light you up, motivate you and inspire you? Or do you feel you've got some negative Nancys in there or some, or do you feel you've got some energy vampires in there who are literally sucking the living daylight out of you and you're not creating enough space for you and your dreams and your hopes and desires? So who do you want to surround yourself with? Who do you aspire to be like? Who do you want to be with? How do you want to show up in the world? What is your health like? What are your relationships like? If you get really, really clear on these things, then you are going to define your dream lifestyle. And it's so much easier to have a plan and a really clear vision of what your dream life looks like in order to go to step two. Step two is setting realistic goals. Now, if you are here and you're like, Natalie, I absolutely love goals. I set them all the time. I kick ass. Brilliant. Stay tuned. If you are more of an intentional person, like I intend to be this way, but I don't like setting all these smart goals. They really piss me off or annoy me. Also, stick with me. A goal, yes, it needs to be measurable and definable. You can't just say, I want to be five kilos lighter this year. Probably not really going to motivate you, but Often behind a goal is an intention that is far more powerful for you. So if you don't like setting goals, set an intention. 
I am going to be the healthiest version of myself. I'm going to be the most energized version of myself. And with that intention, you automatically can start to see how you're going to prioritize exercise, eat more healthy, just make room for movement in your life, surround yourself with healthier people, maybe sign up for sports or activities that get you moving and actually make this intention a truth for you. So goals and intentions work both really well together depending on the type of person you are. Choose your poison, choose the method that best works for you and I'll be talking a lot about goal setting and intention setting in this podcast as we go on. But for now it's about creating a goal and working backwards from that. So here's a good example. I competed in a half iron man or as I like to call it half iron woman back in December of 2019. So this was right before the pandemic started and I had never done anything like that before. So I started training for triathlons about a year and a half before that. And I started super small. I'm talking 500 meter swim, 2K run kind of thing. And then maybe a 5K bike. Because I knew that for me to do a half Ironman, which by the way is a pretty blimmin' lengthy swim. Let me get the distances right. It's a 1.5K swim. It was a 90K bike and it was a half marathon. So 21 Ks, right? Took forever. <laughs> but had I just gone, I'm going to do a half Ironman, I couldn't have said I'm going to do that tomorrow, right? I needed to give myself this big goal as to why that was important to me. And for me, the half Ironman and even the Ironman is kind of this iconic race that people of all ages, shapes and sizes do at random times in their life to prove a point to themselves that they're capable of going on this monumental epic journey that is one of the hardest things you can do physically and mentally. And what I probably just said there was a key to it. The journey was actually the best part of it, not the race on the end of the day, not that event. Sure, that was the pinnacle of it, but the journey of getting there was the most important thing. I had to visualize and set the goal that I was going to be a half Ironman participant. And then I had to work backwards from there as to what was logical with the fitness level that I was at at the time. Now, I've always been into health and fitness. I've always played sports, but Half Ironman is something else. So I started out with these small triathlons and I have photos of myself and video of myself on the first splash and dash that I ever did. And I had just the reddest face ever. I looked freaking exhausted. I was sweaty as I barely made it through the swim and the run was so short. And I just, I literally looked like I limped home. And I look at those photos going, oh my gosh, how did you even get to this other side of the half Ironman? But I stuck with it and I got a trainer I started eating better foods to fuel my body. I started signing up for races so that I would stay committed and on track. Those races were small. They were like sprint triathlons, which again is pretty short and that I could actually make the distance of like a 500 meter swim, a 20K bike and a 5K run and, and kept increasing these things and training more on the bike, going for swims, having a schedule. Every single day I was doing something towards helping me get towards triathlons. And sure, I had days where I just was like too tired and I didn't want to get out of bed or I ate shitty food um, or I just didn't keep up with the training. But in general, I was 95% of the time consistent with that goal of heading towards the half Ironman. Of course, I signed up for the half Ironman probably about seven months in advance because then I was committed, right? I had money on the line. I had the date in there. It made it more real. And I continued to surround myself with other people who were training for it or just make friends that we could meet up at the pool or go on a run together or go on a cycle event together. 
And eventually I got there so that by the time that event came up, I felt like I was capable of doing it. Bummer was I got sick 10 days before it, so I couldn't do that last little bit of training, but I still made it on the day. The swim was glorious. It was in Lake Taupo here in New Zealand, crystal clear waters, flat as, just loved it. And then got on the bike and that was just not fun. It was a big headwind and it just felt like I slogged it out for hours and hours, which I pretty much did. And then onto the half marathon, which is around the lake, like three times back and forth on this run. And it was hard. I'm not going to lie. There were women who were older than me passing me going, keep going, hun. And I was like, how do they look so fresh and fit? Like I am dying here. But I had a lovely support crew there, posters and cheering. And every time I ran past them, they were there to help out and just give me that motivation and energy. And I finished the damn Ironman or half Ironman. And I did a cartwheel over the line and I collapsed and I felt so proud of myself for getting there and wondered why on earth I chose that as a goal just as an FYI as a reflection on it I was like not going to do that again but it was an amazing epic event that I had an intention and goal for and then I worked backwards from to make it happen and sure there were other things that fell to the wayside why that was my big goal but I still was able to keep up with putting energy into my relationships into my business into travel into lifestyle into impact and all those things so The point was I had a goal and then I worked backwards from it, which also ties into tip three, which is taking action, which I kind of just discussed. I apologize. That was tip two and three together. But yeah, you can't just have these goals and then just post them up on a wall and go, that's great. You have to take action and you literally have to, you know, get out of bed and make these commitments to yourself. You have to schedule things into your calendar. You have to make agreements and appointments with others to hold you to it. You can get an accountability buddy. If that helps, it certainly helps. By the way, it's probably one of the keys to doing anything major in life is having people to support you. And it also takes you getting out of your comfort zone. I was getting out of my comfort zone every single day of training. I really was because I was always extending my times or pushing to do something faster or trying something different in my training technique. And it absolutely leveled me up on every single aspect of my life, not just in training. My mental capacity was better. My motivation was better. My competitiveness, everything, my relationships were better because in every facet of my life, I was breaking new boundaries and it just improved me across all the levels. So just going to say, if you ever want to do something like that for a personal pursuit, it can affect other areas of your life massively in ways that you don't expect. And the fourth is to create healthy habits, right? You, again, yes, you have to take action, but if you can create rituals and habits to make this a thing, it's going to be so much easier for you to go after. So for me, I had a calendar. I would always do my swim training first thing in the morning. I would often do my cycling in the late afternoon and runs at various times, but I had everything kind of as a habit that was inbuilt. So post-training, I'd have the right food. I'd make sure I was getting enough sleep. I would be reading resources and books and watching videos about things to keep me on track and keep me motivated. One of my favorite audio books that I was listening to at the time was Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. Man, that guy just inspired me. I'd be out on a 8K training run and he was talking about a 100-mile run that he'd completed and I was just like so excited to, I would stay out running longer because I loved the audio book so much, but it was one of the tools to get me through some of those longer trainings was listening to this motivational guy talk about his experience as a Navy SEAL and doing all these crazy pursuits. So do whatever it takes, have those habits and rituals, and it will feel so much easier for you to achieve your goals and intentions. And the fifth is stay flexible and adaptive, right? 
Life happens. Shit happens. Things get in the way. There were plenty of times I didn't actually get sick very much throughout my training, but there were holidays or events or things that came up that derailed me a little bit. And I just had to get back on track. And I didn't berate myself for it. I didn't, you know, criticize myself that I wasn't doing as much. I just, I really felt into how my energy levels were, what things were coming up. If I had a launch in my business at the time, I would go a little bit easier on the training, trying not to be superwoman and do it all. And so you just have to be flexible and adaptable. And you have to adjust your goals and sometimes even your timelines to make sure that they're still fitting in with you living a great life. It would have been no fun if my training was always a drag, if I hated every minute of it. If I hated every minute of it, it would have made it pointless to go after that big dream, right? It just, why? Why do something that you absolutely hate? I'm not talking about when times are tough or maybe things aren't as enjoyable as they possibly could be all the time. But if you're really hating something, why have you set it as a goal? Um, so again, I would ask you to just think about the things that you have on your radar for this year and beyond. And do they still make sense to you? Are they still relevant? Do they still light you up as things that are going to give you so much more beauty and value and impact in your life? And if not, just delete them. It's totally up to you to do what you want with your life. So if something that you were going after and you've told everybody about publicly and announced is now no longer a thing that even lights your fire, you have the ability and choice to cut it out of your life and not go after it. Just make sure it's not something because it felt a bit hard and out of your comfort zone, you don't want to do it. Make sure it's really like this is a no decision or this is a hell yes decision. So those are the five tips. Once again, Define your dream lifestyle. Step two, create a goal or goals and intentions to make that happen. Step three, take action. Goals are great, but you actually got to make them actionable. Take <laughs> tip four, create healthy habits to make that just so much more doable. And five, stay adaptable and flexible because we're humans. And at the end of the day, life can sometimes throw us curveballs, even when we think we're on track. I hope that those five tips were useful. We're going to be going into so much more depth across so many of these things, giving you tools and advice and templates and resources that are going to help you to create your dream life every single day, starting from today. But these are the five tips for today. I hope they helped you out. If you like this, please come across to lifepilot.co forward slash 002. You can find the transcript there. I'll put in a free download for that perfect day exercise once again. And join me over on Instagram at mylifepilot and just hit me up in any way, DMs, messages, comments. Let me know what you thought of this episode and what you think of this podcast so far. And remember to go after the life that you truly want. <laughs>